0: You're listening to You've Got This, episode 251. Welcome to You've Got This, a weekly podcast for higher education professionals looking to increase their confidence and capacity for juggling the day-to-day demands of an academic life. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Linder. On this episode, I am so excited to share with you some of my summer reading favorites. Now, this is one of my favorite episodes to record every year because summer reading is some of my favorite favorite reading and um, I was able to get into a ton of novels this summer so the majority of what I'm going to talk about are um, fiction books so if you're looking for something to read in the fall um, these are all things I can highly recommend. Now I read a little bit over I think 50 books over the summer and I pulled out the top 10 of the things that I could recommend without reservation that I just thought were incredible that really kept me turning the pages so I'm gonna uh, link all of these in the show notes if you want to take a look you can and um, I would also love to hear of course what you read over the summer so please feel free to email or share with me. So the first book I'm going to talk about is called The Bookish Life of Nina Hill by Abby Waxman, and this one was a delight. If you are someone who loves reading, the main character works in a bookstore, so you might already see where this is going. Lots of talk about books and literary things, And um, the basic premise of this book is you have a woman who has what the title implies, a bookish life. She's kind of an introvert, um, so of course I I totally connected with that. And um, throughout the course of the book, her world kind of expands. And I don't think I'm giving anything away to say, um, an early thing that happens in the book is she learns who her birth father is, and it connects her with a bunch of family members um, that she did not previously know that she had. So um, the book kind of goes on from there. It is a romance, um, but it's also kind of pulling in all these other elements too because of the family narrative and kind of her figuring out the next steps for herself in terms of connecting with this family. So The Bookish Life of Nina Hill by Abby Waxman the second book i'm going to recommend um, is a nonfiction book by david epstein called range now this is a book that i'm sure many of you have heard of and or read because it's been around for a little while and i had heard about it a ton in the different circles that i'm in um, and i finally got around to listening to it on audio and i really loved it there's a lot of connections in this book to higher education topics and themes, because the general idea is talking about how there may be benefit to having range in terms of what you know, instead of niching or specializing in a particular area. Now, of course, in higher ed, we often niche and specialize, and that's kind of what we're all about. Um, But having range, um, the author talks about kind of the benefits of having kind of a varied level of experience. Now, he gives a lot of examples from sports of people who started out with different kinds of expertise in a lot of different sports and then kind of narrowed into the thing that they were really good at. But he also gives a ton of other kinds of examples as well. And there were some examples coming out of music and history that I had never heard before that I thought were just really fascinating. So I can recommend this book um, on audio in particular. I thought it was really well done and um, definitely was able to pull out a lot of examples that I could apply to my own life as well in terms of my career trajectory and some of the things that I've explored in terms of developing my own range of expertise. The next book I'm going to talk about is um also a nonfiction book. So there are only two nonfiction books on my list, and this next one is a memoir called Between Two Kingdoms by Suleika Juad. And um, this is a book that is pretty intense. So I'm going to give a couple of warnings for it. It is about the author's um, kind of journey with um, battling cancer. So if this is an area that is kind of a sensitive topic for you, um, it's an intense book. Uh, And she actually goes through a multiple year um, experience with her treatment cycles that, um, it's intense. I mean, it's just, it's just a really, um, difficult at times book to read. Um, but the, the general idea of this book, I I ran across Suleika's work on social media and she had taken kind of a road trip after she, um, successfully completed her, her cancer treatments. And, um, So I can tell you that the book uh, does end kind of on a positive note. Like this is this is a memoir um, from someone who, at least uh, as of right now, is in remission. Um, She does have leukemia, and so that's something that is discussed in detail in the the beginning of the book. Um, But this was a really kind of fascinating story about someone who um, was dealing with like a a very difficult situation pretty early on in her kind of early twenties, and the disruption of you know this news and and her kind of health situation to her life plans and and what she did basically to combat that and to continue to live a a relatively full life in the midst of some of these other things that she was dealing with um, so I think that this is one of those books that I always love hearing about experiences that are incredibly different from my own. And this one definitely fell into that category of someone who, um, went through what was just an incredibly difficult time period and wrote about it in such a beautiful way. Um, so if this is, if you're looking for kind of a, a page turning memoir, I also listened to this one on audio. It is read by the author and I thought it was, um, just incredibly well done. Okay back to fiction. So the next book on my list is called Girl A by Abigail Dean. And this is one of those books that was a little bit kind of ripped from the headlines. Um, The general premise is you have a girl who was in a family um, of multiple children, where the parents were um, eventually kind of um, found out because they were abusing their children. And it was it's kind of one of those, if you've seen in the news, like the House of Horrors kind of um, stories where you know there's something going on behind closed doors in a home and not a lot of people know about it. And so it doesn't get reported. And you have um, what turned out to be kind of traumatized children who then have to deal with the aftermath. So the general um, premise of this book is that girl A was um, the oldest daughter in this family. And the mother who um, was in prison, and I'm not giving anything away um, to share this, dies. And she still has um, kind of the ownership of the home that the kids were raised in. And so the, the story kind of goes back and forth where you're learning about the different children in the family and what eventually happens to them, and um, also what happens to the house that they're all kind of trying to recover from again, kind of an intense book. Um, I tend to like darker psychological narratives. I feel like this definitely fell into that category. If you liked um, like Room um, by Emma Donahue, this would be kind of a book that probably would um, fall into category that you would like as well. Um, okay, so the next book on my list is a book called When the Stars Go Dark by Paula McCain. And this is a book um, that is about a woman who's a detective. Um, you'll see I'm tending toward mystery novels here because that's kind of my genre of choice. Um, but it's about a woman who's a detective who has had some kind of personal trauma that we don't really understand what it is. Um, and then she goes away, basically. She goes to back to kind of a small town that she grew up in. And when she's there, there's a missing child case that she becomes kind of involved in. What I thought was really interesting about this book is the author pulls in details from actual missing child cases that were happening around the same time. This book takes place in the 80s and the 90s, so you, you hear about actual real events and how they impacted the way that policing was um, kind of uh, responding to missing children cases and kidnapping cases. And I find that really interesting. So um, this was a book that I also listened to on audio. I got into a lot of audio over the summer um, and I thought it was really well done and um, enjoyed this one. It does um, kind of go, back and forth between the author, or not the author, the main character's experience as a younger person and then kind of her current experience. And I always like those narratives that jump back and forth. Uh, The next book I want to talk about, this is probably my absolute favorite book of the summer, and if you interacted with me in like real time while I was reading it, I totally talked to you about it because I thought it was so great, and that is Hail Mary by Andy Weir. Now, you might know Andy Weir's work because he wrote The Martian, which was eventually made into a film. He also wrote Artemis, and this is, I think, um, his third book, or at least his third book that's kind of a blockbuster book that a lot of people know about. I loved this book so much. I thought it was so um, interesting and uh, I think Andy Weir kind of creates these really interesting scenarios that that he plays out and they typically do happen in space. So the premise of this book, and I'm not going to give a a ton of detail here because I don't want to give anything away, but basically you have a man who wakes up in an environment and he doesn't really know uh, who he is or why he's there. But because you know Andy Weir's work, you're pretty sure he's in space. And so you're you're not quite sure like what the mission is or what he's supposed to be doing. And you start to kind of unravel this relatively quickly with the main character. And about 80 pages in, it takes like this massive turn and it's great. Uh, I I loved kind of the little plot twist that happens at that point um, and just found this to be such a, a kind of fun summer read. So if you're looking for something that's really fun, Where you're going to really be turning the pages. I think this one fits that category. I will say that Andy Weir also brings in a lot of science into his books. So you can skim over some of that. I mean, there's a lot in this book that um, I didn't have to fully understand it to kind of get the gist of what was going on. So um, just keep that in mind if you decide to pick this one up. All right, the next book on my list is "We Begin at the End" by Chris Whitaker, and this is one that I feel like I like stumbled across on um, like uh, Goodreads or something like that. Like I, I wasn't really on my radar, and I'm so glad I picked it up. It's kind of a a family drama, but it it takes place over a period of time where just lots of things are happening to the characters. So the general premise of this book is that you have a family a young girl and her brother and their mother. And the mother is um, kind of struggling with a range of different things, Um, addiction and kind of trauma from her background. When she was young, her um, younger sister was killed. And um, maybe her older sister, I can't remember, but um, her sister, whether older or younger, was killed when she was a child. And she's kind of still dealing with the aftermath of that. Then we also know that there's a character who was arrested for um, killing the sister. We don't quite know the details of what happened, but he's getting out of prison and he's coming back to the town where this woman lives. So you have this family of the children and the the mother. You have this um, criminal, um, this man who's coming back into town, and then you have a sheriff character who is like basically um, childhood best friends with the criminal who's coming back and who has stayed in touch with him over this time and is trying to kind of help him reintegrate back into the the hometown. I don't want to go much further than that because there's some things that happened relatively early in the book that really changed the trajectory of what's happening with all of these characters. Um, but I will say that I just, I really enjoyed it. This was a book that there are definite kind of... Um, plot twists in it that really do kind of break your heart a little bit for for the characters and kind of what they're dealing with um it's a bit of a um, like tug on your heartstrings kind of book maybe even a tearjerker for some people depending on kind of how you would react to what's going on Um, it does end in a place though that i think has a nice um believable conclusion for what's happening kind of with each of these characters so that one is we begin at the end by chris Whitaker. the next one on my list this is number um Uh, eight that I'm going to be talking about is a roller coaster ride that I really enjoyed. It's called Local Woman Missing by Mary Kubica. And this one was super fun because you really cannot follow the plot twist. And I at one point was trying to explain it to my partner of like what happened in this book. And I, I got all tangled up like I couldn't like figure out what was happening. So the book goes back and forth in time. So the main thing I can tell you without giving anything away is the book is about a woman who goes missing. Uh, there's a couple different women who go missing throughout the book, and it's also about a person who went missing who comes back, and um, there's like a mystery surrounding like what happened to that person who was missing, and and now she's back, and and like trying to figure out where does she fit within kind of this history of crime that has happened within this neighborhood. Um, I'm not explaining this very well because it's it's difficult to go into detail without giving anything away and I really don't want to do that because I think it's really an interesting read Um, but basically this book starts with a woman escaping captivity and you end up learning kind of what the history of that was and then it unravels from there and there's all kinds of twists and things that um, you really can't see coming and I, I think that when you get to the end of the book and it all gets resolved it is a bit of a surprise about how it all kind of comes together. Perfect summer read, totally recommend it. Um, Definitely a page turner. And this is one that I think would also probably be pretty good on audio as well, just because of the different shifts in perspective. All right, a couple more. Um, I finally got around to reading A Man Called Uva by Frederick Bachman. This one's been on my list for a really long time. It does have a movie adaptation that is available um, for rent on Amazon Prime and a few other places. And after I read it, I definitely watched the the movie adaptation which was very true to the book and i really really liked it um this is a a book about a man who is very kind of curmudgeonly and grumpy and he lives in this neighborhood and sees himself as kind of the neighborhood watch like he he watches over a lot of things that are happening in this neighborhood and he has a family move in next door that basically disrupts his routines and um this is a a book that i do want to give a bit of a, a warning for um Part of the plot of this book, and I don't think it's heavy handed about it, but it's just important to know if this is a bit of a trigger warning for you, is the main character, Uva is basically throughout the book attempting to commit suicide, but this keeps getting disrupted by his neighbors and the people who know him, and not that they know that that's what he's trying to do, but that's part of the narrative of the book, so I just want to put that out there. I think it's um, actually in the movie, like my partner kind of laughed about it, like he felt like it was a more humorous aspect of the book, that this this... Man kept kind of getting disrupted as he was trying to do this. So I don't think it's a very kind of heavy part of the book, but it definitely is a plot element. So I'm not giving anything away to tell you that because it comes up pretty early, Um, but just wanted to let you know in case you kind of avoid those kinds of uh, plot issues. All right, and then the the final book I'm going to talk about is also one that I just thought was super fun, and it's called Evie Drake Starts Over by Linda Holmes. And the premise of this book is that you have a main character, Evie, who... Um, is basically getting ready to leave her partner. Um, she She's had a husband for many, many years, and she's ready to leave him. And literally, she's like packed her car is ready to go. And, and the day that she goes to actually leave, um, he dies, uh, not giving anything away to tell you this. this happens very early in the book. And so um, nobody really knows that she was planning to do this. Um, and so she now has to kind of play a bit of a grieving widow when she's not really grieving uh, the loss of her partner in the way that maybe other people think that she should be or that she is. And uh, so this is a a book basically about her restart and she ends up taking on um, a a tenant in her house who like lives in an apartment that's attached to her house. And um, that kind of brings this extra person into her life. That person who rents the apartment is a former baseball player a pro baseball player who has um, been kind of challenged. He's a pitcher and he can no longer pitch well. And so he's kind of going through a, a transition as well in his professional life and you see them kind of come together and learn from each other as they're working through these challenges. So um, this one I thought was great. It's a good example of a book, kind of similar to The Bookish Life of Nina Hill, of um, a a book where you start to bring other people into someone's life and you kind of see the impacts and the ripple effects of bringing new people into your experiences. And um, I listened to this one on audio as well, thought it was really wonderful. So I will just mention all the books that I'm listening to on audio, I am getting from my local library. So if you've never done an audiobook or you're not sure how to access them, I would certainly encourage you to look at your local library. You can typically use an app to download a book for free and then you can listen to it. It will automatically get returned to your library when you're done. I also read a lot of these books as ebooks and so I also get those from my library. So I would encourage you to look into those resources if you're trying to find a way to get kind of really recent books. because the majority of the things i've mentioned here were published i would say within the last year or two they're all pretty recent novels that i picked up from my local library so that is my top 10 i'm gonna list them off one more time in case there was something that you were interested in so this was the bookish life of nina hill by abby waxman range by david epstein between two kingdoms by suleika juad girl a by abigail dean when the stars go dark by paula mccain hail mary by andy weir we begin at the end by Chris Whitaker, Local Woman Missing by Mary Kubica, A Man Called Uva by Frederick Bachman, and Evie Drake Starts Over by Linda Holmes. I hope you found something on the list that you might enjoy uh, reading or listening to. And of course, please feel free to reach out if you want to tell me what you read over the summer or connect with me on Goodreads. I'll drop a link to that in the show notes as well. And I also wanted to say a quick thank you for those of you who have reached out with well wishes for my move and my new job. I am going to be sharing a lot more about that soon. Um, Things are going very well, so I just want to put that out there and uh, look forward to sharing more on the podcast with you all soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of You've Got This. Show notes and a transcript for this episode can be found at drkatylinder.com slash podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please also consider rating and or reviewing the show in iTunes. Thanks for listening.